strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. Is your host, Amon Green. Uh, welcome into the Amon Green Show. I'm your host, Amon Green, and all of my good friend Austin on the on the board over there, equalizing, turning up volumes, mixing up things. Is the MC of this thing? How you doing, Austin? Great. We're we're about to be moving downtown. I know. closer to you. So I know. I mean, I know. Yeah. So it'll be an even quicker ride because yeah. like I left the house around five thirty six. So it got me here about four, about five fifty, because um, I was in the parking lot a little bit talking to my brother on the phone. <laughs> Shout out to Jerry, uh, talking to him, and my I was checking in because my niece just started. She is a freshman at Lincoln High, so wow. I won't That's say her name. Step. I won't say her name. Don't want to embarrass her. I know how that works. <laughs> I work with kids every day, you know, college age kids. So no, I want I don't want to put her out there. Just I know she's at Lincoln High, and uh, and I'm happy to say a proud gamer. My niece is a baller at Overwatch. Ooh, okay. In about four to year, about four years. I told my bro, I said, "Look, if she keeps at it, which I know she will, I get hope if if things go right, and they are, I'll give her a full ride for Overwatch too, because mm. that's her game. And she's playing that and Fortnite. And she started off with uh, Roblox and then um, Minecraft. Okay, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. we played. Uh, it was when she she was eight. We were playing <clears throat> a couple of games. We played Minecraft first. We built a swimming t- swimming pool together. That was awesome. That was so fun. Nice. Because she got obviously she got to teach me how to play. Because I never really played it, you know. So the yeah. mechanics, I was like press. I didn't know what to press, what to do. Because <laughs> she just <laughs> house like in five seconds. <laughs> so we did this uh, swimming pool, and then turned. We took that out for a minute. Took a break. Then we started playing this Overwatch. It just came out too at that time, so she's on there, and she was toying with me. It was amazing <laughs> how good. I'm like, oh my goodness, and I was like, bro, you know, I was like, look, I'm I might either be a part of an esports org one day, you know, um, keep her on the sticks, please, because <laughs> she's like, unk, she's like, go over there, unk. I'm like, what? And it's this little um, elevator. It was like a um, you know, like on Halo, you get shot, you get shot out, uh-huh. or as lift, it lifts you up and down. So he, she's like, "Go on the lift." So the lift would spit me up, pop me in the air, and she would basically headshot me while I was in mid-flight. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I'm like, I'm not even. I'm. I was like, oh my gosh, she is a animal at this. She is awesome. <laughs> it, it'd be your own sometimes. It's cold out there, but right begrudging respect like so it's just like it's just like back in the day right when my brothers when they saw me run with a football for the first time or run a run out and outrun them they were like oh my god this is this, we got a little little titanium kid here you know <laughs> a little phenomenal athlete so i got a phenomenal gainer a gamer in the uh making and this. hey we, we see that all the time right you know colleges right. hire you know, family to get them there. You're in position. Yeah, I'm You're already, right there. Yeah. You're set. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. a, you know, it wasn't actually like the plan, but now it will be the Plans plan. Plans change. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Just like my plan changed this morning to miss out on the big red brunch. Oh, my God. I was so disappointed. I could not make it up there. Um, What the problem was, I had my AC unit went out, Ooh. and they came by like a few weeks ago to see what exactly was the problem. They 
came up with the um, they saw the problem, figured it out. But then they had to you know set up another appointment, which was today. And they had to basically I mean, I think he pretty much like replaced the whole the area where the Freon goes. And I didn't think it was I thought it would be at least a couple hours. Like so he got to the house around seven between seven thirty, seven forty five early. Didn't I didn't get out of there until twelve fifteen. <laughs> so, Holy smokes. so almost five hours and um <sighs> i got class to teach and i was trying to get to omaha over to uh tiburon for the fans for me and jay and i know Sp- uh, steve or scuba steve that's how we call him <laughs> in the locker room was there and i just saw dp on the way i was like truly apologize it's something out of my control um but uh where does scuba come from uh it was the mo- it was from uh what is it uh i knew a movie is back in the day uh, uh, uh dumb and dumber Ah, I think it was Dumb and Dumber, or it was me myself and Irene with uh, Jim Carrey, or Dumb and Dumber with Jim Carrey, and uh, I can't think of the brother. One of the like he's a brother, a family of brothers that act. Daniels, I think he's one of oh, the. Oh yeah, uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yeah, yep, he was yep. you know, from yep. Dumb and Dumber. So I think it was Dumb and Dumber, I believe. Um, so yeah, so that's how <laughs> he got that his rookie his freshman year though. Oh no, he got that his rookie year in Green Bay. Oh. Wasn't here in Lincoln. Huh. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, between Gilbert and Gilbert Brown and Santana Thompson. <laughs> and I don't, and I didn't know it right away. Cause you know, we both, I get traded there. He gets drafted there and we're hanging out of course, cause we knew we, you know, we know we want another. Right. And I don't know when and where I heard it the first time. I just was like, what are they calling? AG, <laughs> you know, they going to mess with me. I'm like, how'd they get super scuba Steve though? It was something where. It was the dumbest thing because it's like, for example, uh, Clinton Childs, love him to death, brother from another mother, man. He came up with the fact that he thought he was joking, though, but he said something real silly like, oh, your name is hard to say. It's two syllables, bro. <laughs> he So he called me. He go from going saying that my name is hard to say in two syllables, Oman. Yeah. To Emilio Grihan. <laughs> I was like, how is what? that even? Ma- That's like three. You added an extra syllable <laughs> plus two. So like five syllables, Emilio, Emilio Grihan. That was, he said, ah, whatever. It's, but it's, it's what I like to say. I'm like, all right. Rolls cool. off his tongue better. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the <laughs> freshman. I'm not going to argue that. You're the senior. No problem, homie. You know. So I was like, huh? Uh, okay. So the same, like I said, same dilemma. I'm like, there's a text line saying Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. Oh, Big Daddy. Yes. Because he was, he was like, um, he had like an anxiety with either going to the bathroom or something. And he had him put on the, the <laughs> or he walked around the house with the scuba hat. I mean, the goggles and the, and the snorkel. Like, the, it was a cartoon or something, wasn't it? I, I don't know. This is, yeah. this is above my head. Yeah. Whoever's in the chat line, please define. But I think it was like a cartoon character in the Big Daddy movie. Or it was a story he told him before he went to bed one night i haven't seen big daddy and well i gotta watch big daddy again <laughs> uh classic classic this is this is the uh the screenshot I yeah because he that was his guy that he like believed in it was helping him gain confidence doing uh. something as a kid so he was being a dad helping his kid out and he dressed up like scuba steve because scuba steve was in um i don't know it might have been spongebob that the kid was watching or something like that so it was uh, inspirational for him to help the kid out with that, and that's how uh, Steve Warren earned 
his nickname <laughs> from the and I'm, I'm like how did they come over and he's like ag hey, man you know they, they these are football players they get he didn't they didn't put much thought into it it was something about because i know steve every now and then he would do a kickstand so his kickstand you know when the big guy so he's a big guy he's a mm-hmm. d lineman and it's like when you take your rest you put your hand on your hip and you kind of like balance on one foot so uh-huh. that was kick he put the kick that was putting the kickstand it was something to do with that maybe i don't know We'll get him in here one day, or next time we're on something, uh, we could get him to explain where he earned the nickname Scuba Steve. So that was that. But uh, um, between, um, you know, we got we talked about it before we went live here. We got football stuff going on. We got esports stuff going on. So this is the last time I wasn't able to make it last week. So last week, what happened in esports world? Pretty big, a couple big things. Mm. One good, one not so good. I like to start. Let's go with the bad stuff first. The not so good stuff was it's a company called Efuse, who is basically what we call in our esports space our slang that we use is TO. So they're a tournament organizer. Mm. So they organize either monthly, weekly, yearly tournaments um, for gamers to game in to win prize pools, stuff like that. So they ran, they organized the call the college COD league. So the college Call of Duty, call of Duty league. And I believe College Carball, which was Rocket League. And EFUSE basically laid off 30 of their employees. And those 30 employees, if not more, ran those leagues. So mainly, I'm not sure if Carball has been shut down. um, But for sure, College Call of Duty League has been shut down. So Jaden, Zeebs, Hinder. I'm naming their gamer tags. Right. I'm learning. I will learn all their original name. And, and Jaden goes by Clone Trooper. Great name. And so, of course, disappointed, disheartening. Now, nervousness, anxiety comes in because they're like, who what are we going to play? Because we want to play. That's what we're here to do. We're in the club team. We're on a varsity team. We have these mm-hmm. teams that we had, you know, tries out, tryouts for. And now we have no you know, place to play our game, to be competitive, you know. Yeah. And it's just as bad as, you know, just imagine football. I mean, we had all this happen four years ago. So, yeah, you know, three years ago now um, where COVID hit and we, you know, we went to basically having to go to our basements or just sit in the house and watch TV. So we kind of experienced that in a little bit of a way in the world. So the good thing is we're not in COVID, but there's other avenues. So I know Jaden being a team manager, very um, driven um, young, young man and, found he said he's gonna look at different leagues for cod i went and looked around and actually i had a a fellow i say a counter a co-worker not co-worker but what's another word for somebody that works in the same field what's it austin help me i'm out. yeah i'm trying to think of the best word so can't think of it right now i'll yeah. just say co-worker um, counterpart counterpart i'll say yeah. counterpart so another coach from another uh university he was at um saint aquinas um college uh, i think it was saint aquinas yeah Alan uh, Adam, excuse me, Adam Antar. And just so happened, me and Jaden are talking and I go on, I see, I go on my Twitter and I was like, you know what? I know some people that could fight, that could help me find another Call of Duty league. So I went on Twitter and I typed in Adam's name, went to his uh, Twitter account and just so happened <laughs> he had just posted because I guess, well, he's not, he's technically not coaching no more, but he still directs and manages it more mm-hmm. um, of a college and he helps, and he does blogs for esports. Uh-huh. He had just posted a Google Doc of all the esports leagues, 
conferences, tournaments that's going to be going on between now and next summer. Wow. And on there was the College Cod League, but at the time when he made it, obviously he didn't know it shut down. But then it was all these other Cod Leagues mm. and division uh, TOs that run College Cod Leagues. And so I was like, I shot that. I, I copied and pasted into uh, the Nebraska Esports Discord. Jaden, you know, saw it, but I think he already found something. But then also what I found out, which was actually a part of a kind of a part, a good thing, is they decided to switch over for now um halo infinite so my game my favorite shooter so i was like yes um i can help you out i can help out there i mean not that i couldn't help them out with call of duty but they had that one this, this is much. your game like yeah this, this is, is my this game is i yeah. sit on if i'm not going to sit on anything else if i'm not mm-hmm. you know i got all these new games out now that i'm playing you know from starfield to boulders gate um splatoon 3 and madden and 2k but that's my no matter i could be having a good day bad day halo's going down if i have 30 minutes it's going in and so we've been they've been running it since last week and of course frustration setting in because it's it's kind of of a new game you know it's fps similar Mm -hmm. to call of duty so that part's no different but obviously the mechanics are different how they play how you play the game how you play the excuse me the game mode Mm -hmm. because you have different game modes than you would have in call of duty you do have capture the flag in both Mm-hmm. You have search and destroy and uh, and call it not, um, not Halo. Halo. Yeah. They have something that's kind of that, but it's not. It's you know it, it tries to mimic it, but it doesn't. And they have, but then they have King, King of the Hill that's similar to Control and Domination, where you got to s- sit in a point, gain time to win, and whenever who has the most points wins the match. So they've been playing all those game modes for Halo. So capture the flag, oddball, um, and Slayer, and and then uh, what's the it's just those three I think you rotate through for Halo HCS championship rules. Those three game modes. If it's one more, I'm, I'm missing it. If not, but I think it's though for sure. It's Oddball, Slayer, and uh, Capture the Flag. Oh, Hard Points. I'm sorry. Or ah. Strongholds. So Hard Points in Call of Duty is similar mm-hmm. to Strongholds in Halo. So gotcha. again, you send in the point, gain time. So the control, domination and control is similar to Strongholds. Mm-hmm. So that's the fourth one. Strongholds, Slayer, oddball capture the flag and so running through them screaming against other teams um has been you know a learning process and of course their you know frustration you know little anxiety of oh my god we gonna this is so weird this is tough and this you know i'm just hearing their voices and hearing the uh, call outs everything is there like what i see and what they don't see because they are as good as they are you know Mm -hmm. just like me criticizing myself during practice not having a good practice not having a good game you're seeing all your mistakes right and and of course i'm a coach i'm hovering i'm watching and i'm seeing still seeing perfect accuracy they're tracking their targets very well and their call their call outs even though they gotta like study up the exact call out for an area because some of them call outs as you know and any any gamers listening that sometimes it's tagged with a name you know, bridge or a blue room or hookah. I know hookah comes from Valorant. You know, they have those names tagged to a region. So somebody hears it, they know, oh, I know exactly where you are. I'm going to run over there and help you out or run over and take care of business. So they're just slow on that right now. But I was like, study it up. And right after last night's practice, I put in um, Optic Gaming just got done winning their third or second championship in Halo in the last year. Wow. And so three consecutive championships in a row, same roster. So I was like, watch them. 
you know, watch this video. And I'm pretty sure I put it in the Discord. I know they watched it. And then other things we got to do is obviously find the exact call outs. But you can hear that in the uh, the video from mm -hmm. Optic Gaming beating um, Space Station Gaming. And so I was like, look, I was just telling them hey, after every round, say, hey, I see a lot of good stuff. Don't beat yourself up. This is a new game to you. It's not new to right. you, but it's new that you now got to play it seriously because they would mm -hmm. do this for um, community night. Just play it for fun. Have you know, Just play something off of Call of Duty so you kind of get a break from that. But now this is the game. So I'm like, look, number one, don't don't uh, beat yourself up. You're learning a new game. Just adjust as you go. Just, but, but have that same mindset of you playing to be the best. Because all y'all, all of them, great shooters. Like, they're not, <laughs> when they're on point, they're on point. Right. So, you know, so I'm like, don't beat yourself up too bad. It's good. This first couple, this is basically your first week. You may be played around 20 times in a week, which, you know, some of these guys already got, you know, 1,000 hours in or more than you. So don't worry about that. You coming from a, a shooter, this is another shooter. This is where you find out how good of a gamer you really are because then how you can adjust and get to the other differences between both games, then that's what we're looking for. It kind of feels like switching positions almost. Is it? Where, you exactly. Know, they're, they're both FPSs, but wildly different responsibilities, wildly different, even graphics. Graphics, mechanics, mechanics. strategy. Right. Um, layout of the maps. Mm -hmm. It's just a whole other layer that you have to go through. And again, these are these are young people competing. Correct. Right. They've been so good at what they've done for so long to not even really be asked to make this switch, but to have to mm -hmm. kind of in an act of almost self-preservation. Like I yeah. want to keep doing this. I got to find a way to keep doing this. Yeah. So I have to do that on the fly. I mean, obviously they're incredibly talented. You've seen them oh, in yeah. action. You they're know very that. Good. Very good. It is part of the message hang on to the successes when you do have those moments of breakthrough, but learn from the shortcomings. A hundred percent. That's exactly, I mean, I couldn't say it any better because that is what's going to keep you from keep them or anybody in that situation from getting frustrated. Right. And getting, which is the natural tendency, right? It's the natural tendency because you get frustrated. Then you start to feel bad about yourself and then you, the motivation may go way south and we don't want that. Right. I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to find yourself not loving the game because now it's a game you, you're not good at. That's like, but you were eventually at one point in time, not good at call of duty either. And so you mm -hmm. then got better at it because you find that you love call of duty. So now not saying you got to love halo, but you got to find yourself getting good at halo. Love the work. Yeah. Love the work of it. And then look at it. It's still, it's an FPS. And that's how I look at FPS is any mm -hmm. FPS. I'm like, I know I got a shot. Because I know... Literally and figuratively. If, exactly. <laughs> I know I got a shot in all ways. And so I pick up CSGO, even though it's uh, mouse and keyboard. I'm not nervous. I'm not anxious. I'm just trying to figure out, okay, which button is reload and which button is to switch weapons. That's all I really need to know. And movement-wise is the uh, AWS. So I know that. Utilities are going to be you know, caps or shift button or something, and I got to find my pinky finger to do it. <laughs> but I'm going to figure it out. But at least I know how to aim you know, with the mouse. AWS for movement, and then reload is usually R. Um, that's what it is on Valorant. That's mouse and keyboard lock. So mm -hmm. just do that, you know, and not make it, you know, a, another obstacle you got to get over. Because then in your head, you're blocking yourself. You don't real they don't realize it, you know. And then every round, you know, I was watching, and I give them a little adjustment. I say, hey. So I say big difference. I said it one time. 
um, it's like the third or fourth match before we finish for the night. I said, hey, in Halo, when you get your shield knocked off and you start hearing that beep, 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 stop running this hill high behind something. They kept running into battle mm-hmm. when it only takes one hit. They could Somebody could sneeze on you and you're dead That's because right. your shield's gone. Mm-hmm. And that means your your health meter is pretty much like a speck, about not even an inch. And they could just shoot you in the pinky toe and you're dead. So they're like, one of them said, uh, I think it was Zeebs. He goes, oh, my God, is that why I'm dying so fast? I said, <laughs> yeah. So when you hear the duh, 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 go hide. Because mm-hmm. if you notice, when you get their shield block, they'll hide. And then they'll let it re, you know, recover. It takes about three seconds. Not even that. Maybe two to three seconds to recover. And then, boom, you're back to full health. And now you could go into battle. And then if it, it takes another two to three shots to knock your shield off again. But remember, always go back and forth. Try to, if you can, if you're going against a really good team like we were doing in scrims yesterday, always try to have yourself near a wall or know your escape route if they yeah. break your shield. Once they break your shield, be like, all right, I got to run for two to three seconds till it bounces back, recovers, then I could go back into combat. That two to three seconds is nothing, but it also feels like an eternity. An eternity. <laughs> Especially if, if you're push, 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 yep. you're on a roll, then all of a sudden you get cracked just to have to take that beat. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. tough. It, it's tough. And that's what that was an adjustment for them. And I could tell because Call, Call of Duty, there is that too. You get a little like signal when your health is low, but I think it's either quicker, you know, it's like you're breathing. Like because it, it, it does, a, Activision does a good job of simulating obviously being shot. And what they do in that game is you get shot and all of a sudden your breathing speeds up. Mm-hmm. And so then when your breathing slows down, that's when you recover. Right. But you got to I think you got to do the same thing. You got to stop and not be in battle because the next hit is could be your last thing. You got to go. Then you got to go respawn and respawn is like five to eight seconds or somewhere in there. And then obviously that's time that is lost because now your teammates got to make mm-hmm. up for one guy gone and waiting for you to respawn. And by that time, it could be match over you know, search and destroy. You don't respawn at all. Right. You know, for Call of Duty. So now learning these new mechanics and maps and call outs for the Call of Duty team playing Halo Infinite is just, you know, it's going to be a subtle adjustment all season long. But I'm, I'm happy to be here. That's my job. You know, so I'm like, I'm smiling, but I know they're not because they got to learn this. But <laughs> for me, it's like, I know this game very well. I know it inside and out. So I'm like, oh, I could breathe. I got you. Don't worry about it. I'll tell you what to do and how to do it on every map. So we have a game plan, and then they'll figure it out. on the, And then they'll start figuring it out on their own once the flip switch. How do you talk to the, the student-athletes that were already playing Halo to welcome others into the fold and, you know, not not give up their role and, you know, not keep working on getting better themselves, but also yeah. kind of mentor, bring other teammates along? Um, well, it wasn't really all of them. I think they all kind of play Halo on the side. Mm. Um, so I know Jaden played it along with Zebes and uh, Hinder. And uh, so they're kind of all together in terms of their heavy Call of Duty, but they're still just like a fraction of uh, Halo Infinite. So, mm-hmm. you know, just like somebody that played football majority of life, but then baseball or basketball every other year. Mm-hmm. So they got a little knowledge of basketball, but they're not great at it because they alternate every other year. They didn't play it all the time, but they still have – the idea, the mechanics. So they have that. They just, what the part of it is just that one of it is the obvious is obviously nobody likes to get beat. 
you know, and they're right. getting frustrated. Used to being so good, top of the game. Yeah, they're winning most of their scrims. They're mm-hmm. they're winning most of their matches, and they, they're not two matches yet. But they, I say they would have. They would have start matches if college colleague didn't start um, drop. So now it's like get out. I said don't uh, don't beat yourself up too much. Right. You know, you're still relearning, and now, like I said, it's the different level of awareness you got to have because now you just played this game as a casual game. You not you was never playing it as a competitive game, so that's a difference. You know, just like we were talking before we went live, talking about preseason football for you know who, and we'll get to that in a minute. We got any breaks coming up? Uh, yes, two breaks to get in. Okay, just let me know. Give me anytime time. in the next five minutes. Okay, all right, good. I got. I see the clock right there. I got my phone here. So yeah, um, we'll talk after the break. But you know, preseason is something of importance. Because you get reps in, you get your conditioning in, and, and your body's ready to go for the regular season. And and something that a lot of NFL teams have exercised the coaching decision of not playing their starters in, I say, two of the three preseason games, which I think is, is only three. So it's like, come on, you know, maybe maybe less or maybe a little bit more. And I think Andy Reid, he does a good job, and Bill Belichick does a good job. They Their starters play – They'll do the usual thing for players to or starters to play. You know, going back to my time when it was four preseason games was first preseason game. You play one series and then that was it. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else takes over. It depends on if you're in like, Brett Favre leaves town. Yeah. Brett Favre, yeah. I told you that story. <laughs> Brett Favre leaves, gets on a plane and he's on the ground in and uh, kiln in his house by the time a fourth quarter starts. <laughs> so <laughs> that's only if you're Brett. Um, but. Everybody else, uh, if you're second string, you're playing the rest of the game. Um, if you've been a starter like I was, you might, you, like I said, first game you'll play first quarter, maybe part of the second, but then that's it. Or first series, actually. Series, first yeah. series, I'm sorry. First series, maybe. It depends on how short the series is where the coach like, you know what, get a couple more plays. It was only five plays, or we were three and out. Mm-hmm. Get four, five, six more plays, or do this next series, and then you're done. That's the first game. Second game, then it's a whole first half for – any uh starter offense and defense special teams so don't even come ask the coach that question (laughs) and then third game you play all the first half all the third quarter and then fourth quarter you're out Mm -hmm. that and then fourth quarter and then the fourth preseason game was all for the rookies and free agents anybody that had to prove themselves so we didn't play at all we dressed out and then eventually i know now they didn't even dress them out for at all right but that fourth game was literally for everybody that is developmental talent. They need to then get their time to try to basically say, you know, I want to be on this team. If not, I'll get released to get picked up by somebody. Me put on some a good performance so people have film of me mm-hmm. watching me doing what I, I can do at a high level. And that if I get cut from the Packers, from the Ravens, from the Steelers, then I could go somewhere else because a team saw me he's like oh yeah i like this guy he like oh he went and high pointed that pass or this quarterback is really good then they have film on me so that's how it was long time ago <laughs> but now it's only three games so you just kind of pull you know start from where we left off so that'd be that first game again one series maybe two game two now is like more like game three so they'll probably starters to play first half maybe a series in the third quarter Mm. and then that last one is now for all the rookies free agent first year players that need to get some tape on them and approve themselves um so we'll get more into that later about you know who but for um 
the esports team is just this is their kind of their their warm up, their preseason, getting into this Halo Infinite, getting past the frustration. And I think for young adults, I think that's the biggest thing. I was there. I was easily frustrated. I was easily rattled. Mm. Um, if I didn't get frustrated, I got more rattled. And every now and then, I come. I would be in my own head with like things that would happen prior to the game or whatever. And I call that superstition. So I had that up until I was like, I think twenty nine thirty. Then eventually, if it, then eventually, it was a little bit before that too. But eventually, I was like shaking it because I like. Mm. I can't have that doubt. I can't have, I cannot have that anxiety that's that's going to put a question in my head doing something on the football field. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's just making a decision to go outside with the ball or inside with the ball or do I know the right protection call? Yeah, yeah I know it. You know, don't guess, don't second guess myself. Be confident. Um, do Am I reading the defense right over here on this right side? Look like something's about to happen. If it looks, if it doesn't look right, that means something's about to happen. And so I had to talk myself out of that mindset. And it's because obviously it's a a fear of failure and you don't want to mess up. You know, you don't want to have MAs, you know, mental errors. You don't want to have that. MEs, I mean, you don't want to have that. So, but that's just part of being an athlete and growing, you know, and you see that on videos that Kobe has made or made of him talking about, you know, how he did this, how he did that, how he beat these teams and how if somebody got in my ear chirping, chalking and how I just take my game to another level. It's just that having that mental mindset of knowing how to get past that. So that's something I got to which I love to do because it's coaching, it's teaching. I got to teach my guys on Call of Duty Halo Infinite now that you're good. Just got to know, you know, don't think about all the mistakes, use the mistakes to make you better and mm-hmm. then fast forward and you'll be where you want to be so but don't let it bother you don't let it frustrate you a whole lot it might get a little annoying that's about it but you got a little brother little sister that might do that too so you still love them (laughs) at the end of the day right at the end of the day you don't throw a grenade at them so (laughs) you know (laughs) so you're good to go all right so we'll take it to a break on that note headed back here to the amon green show here my man austin talking some esports and football we'll be right back in a few minutes this is the amon green show on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com all right we're coming back eating my bag of cashews and brazilian nuts and pumpkin seeds hey that's the good stuff right there austin Cashews, I got. I'm with you there. Brazilian nuts, I can't say I've ever had any. Yeah, they're good. Pumpkin seeds also. That's something I've always just been kind of sketched You can try out. it out. I, I think it's got one Brazilian. No, I got a couple in there. You can try them out. Appreciate it. The pumpkin seeds, obviously, being um, you know, my, my dad passed away years ago um, from prostate cancer. So just trying to stay ahead of the game, man. You know, trying to eat right, be aware of that, and uh, keep things functioning. For a long time. If I could go, my goal is 80 years. That's my goal. When I set a goal, I usually accomplish it and surpass it. Go past. Yep. Keep it rolling. Already. Already. I was just thinking earlier today about that. Like, I'll be 120.77. Woo. Man. I said, I'm going to be talking so much trash because I've earned it. <laughs> that, that part. That oh, part. Man. I'll be like, I've been on this planet 100 years. You're going to hear what I got to say. Can't nobody tell you nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. So, but like we were, like we were talking about um, before the break, 
talking about preseason ball. And unfortunately, seeing my good friend Aaron Rodgers uh, pop his Achilles, I knew right away it was an ankle injury. I didn't know what it was because obviously I don't have x-ray eyes like Superman or anything <laughs> like that. But I knew it was either a fracture, a bad sprain, or Achilles pop or Achilles tear, as they say in medical terms, because of the way the momentum of the defender tackling him and his trying to use that, that torque to pull out of it to maybe push into the pocket, step up in the pocket to make mm-hmm. a throw or scramble out of the pocket between seeing all of those. And I've seen a lot of that happen because I played football since I was six and more of my, my latter years. By the time I got to 13, broken ankles, ACLs, dislocated fingers, and dislocated everything, shoulders, ankles. So you know what it looks like when something goes down for the body, yeah. human body. Certain ways our bodies are not supposed to go. Right. And so I saw that instantly, and I am just started shaking my head like, oh, my God, four plays into their season. And I'm just like – and I'm just feeling for him, you know, because I know what he's been through in Green Bay. You know, we both basically – I want to say I've been there, obviously, living there a lot longer. But mm-hmm. our time in Green Bay, 05 is when he got drafted or I was there. Teammate, 05, 06, went to Houston, came back, 09, and – just to know him as a human being, knowing what he's, how he's developing to an adult, you know, being in his 40s and the things that the transitioning from, you know, being not just, I say, being, as you say, as most players or it's a, on those Nike commercials, what defines you, not right. being fined by, defined by the NFL, not being defined by being a Packer quarterback. Right. You know, he's, you know, he would tell, you know, the way he carried himself and talked at the podium after a game on the field, how he befriended his teammates or how maybe he didn't, you know, cause I know he gave the rookies, uh, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and maybe a few other guys that year, their rookie year, which was last year, a little rough time. Amari, Amari, so, uh, was it Torre was up there or yeah, Samari, 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 yeah, Samari. Samari Torre mm-hmm. was there as well. So I know he kind of gave them not the cold shoulder, but a rough shoulder cause he was trying to break them in and get them to understand that, Hey, you got to want to get open. You got to want, you got to work to, you know, get my attention as your quarterback to throw you the ball. That means get open, get off the bump, whatever, do what you need to do to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of his process. A lot of people misunderstood that and the media ran with it. I mean, I think y'all saw it down here too, because it was all over. Um, so knowing that, you know, that year, and then also knowing that he wanted out period because of way, Brian Kudikas did not communicate sometimes with him purely or clearly mm-hmm. on certain things. And for me and what I know, it clearly started back in 2019 when they released Jordy Nelson, his right. number one. And so that's when it started. Now and it comes to, to not the end it's the end of this season mm-hmm. for um, former teammate and uh, friend Aaron Rodgers. It's not the end, but it's the end of this season. But again, we were just talking about transition and adjusting with the call of duty kids trying to play Halo Infinite now. Same thing with him. He's older. He's 40, 41. He's, and he will be 40. He will be 40, yes. right? So same thing, you know, and I'm pretty sure he's already been down that mindset already because, you know, an injury happened to him. So by the time he probably got to the locker room, to the time he took a shower, you know, he is thinking about next season, healing up, rehabbing, and the good thing is technology today, healing, players are healing a lot faster. 
Obviously, it's better when they're younger, but even still, he take care. He's taken care of himself. He's always mm-hmm. trained in the off season very well um, to condition himself with his arm and his legs, and so he'll be back. And you're 100 percent on that, no doubt in your mind. In he's my back. head, no. He's, he's too much a competitor. He's kind. Of, he's like myself. Um, the year in 2005, his rookie year, we had our worst season in Packer. I want to say not. Yeah, I would say maybe. Not the worst season, but a worst season in Packer history. I had my uh, worst season only because my season ended early in like mid uh, early October. Was that the quad pot? I, yeah, to pop my quad in uh, Minnesota. It was like second quarter. It had been like I just came back. I had like a a quad strain early in the season. Probably should have set set out longer. Um, I'm just, I was just that guy, you know, once I felt, I felt good, but it was probably, you know, it was a little sore, but I was like, you know what, I, I've had this soreness before. I could sore play, happens. Yeah. I could play through it. You know, I can you know, manage it, manage the pain. I, that was one thing I was proud of, of being able to play through certain type of pains. And a lot of players couldn't, it was something that I learned that Walter Payton did, you know, he played through a lot of injuries and sometimes, you know, you have to, as a player, ask yourself that question, you know, do I have to play through this? You know, and that's just sometimes a dilemma between the very competitive athlete. And for me, I I probably could have stayed on the bench one more week, two more weeks, and then it wouldn't happen. But either way, it happened. Once it did, no, it was no pain, which was crazy. It was just numb. And I could, you know, I could not move my leg, obviously. It was just, I'll lift my leg up and my knee, Everything from my knee below would just drop. Oh. So I was like, I <laughs> feels weird. It didn't feel anything. So it just like felt weird, weird to not feel. It, it felt weird not to feel. And then it felt weird to look at my leg out of control. It's kind of dangling there. Dangling. And Flea, who is the head trainer, uh, trainer for Green Bay right now, he was assistant then. He came up, he's running, you know, towel and everything. There's a concerned look on his face because they care about us. They got the best training staff in the NFL. And I'm like, I looked at him. I said, yeah, it's the quad right away. Mm-hmm. I knew it. And so he knew it. He's like, and he could see my face kind of like I was already like okay with it. Like yeah. I wasn't boohooing or nothing like that. But I've had injuries where I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know why I'm hurting. right. Like when I got my turf toe against K-State here, mm-hmm. I was upset. I was mad. I was just disappointed. It was my sophomore year thinking – it was still the first month of the season, I think, too, when that happened. So I was like, man, I'm going to miss. I'm always thinking. I was thinking then, like, I'm going to miss at least two to three weeks. That's three to four games. And oh, and I'm like, I'm going to do whatever I can to get back. But sometimes, like I said, that competitive part of an athlete, we got to pay attention to. And I could see Aaron paying attention to that to make sure his body is where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And the good thing is not nothing like his arm or his shoulder. So it won't have no, no, no after effects of getting better. So where he can't go and go hard, throwing deep balls, throwing bullet passes. So that's the good thing. But is it, it is his base, it is his legs, his foot, that is the issue. So, like I said, with technology and methods of, re- of rehabbing soft tissue injuries, because this is a soft tissue, just like popping a hamstring, popping a quad muscle, like similar to mine. Um, I came back the next year, way ahead of schedule. A lot of people that had torn a quad for the Packers in that time had not come back. Santana Donson, good friend and teammate. Scuba Steve had tore his, didn't come back from it quite as the same. They came back, but they right. weren't the same athlete. Mm-hmm. 
say, so my mindset going into that injury was basically this. Just like I know Aaron's going to go into it. He's going to attack it like an animal. All the rehab, all the icing, all the things he needs to do to get where he needs to get that tissue healed up. And my mindset was the same. And so I remember the first request from Dr. McKenzie, who did the surgery. After surgery, he said, uh, well, you delay off of it, obviously, for a week after your surgery. Get to the house. You could walk, you know, walk up the stairs, do what you need to do, get to your bedroom. But then you're in the bed for the week. And Oof. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, really? You think so? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Nah. I was like, yeah. about I was saying yes to him being respectfully. Yeah, I'll do that. When I got home. I, I hear you. I hear, I hear you, you, Doc. Yeah. I hear you, Doc. And then he also said, um, you're on crutches for two weeks. So I'm in the bed for the week, a week for rehab, for healing up after surgery, mm. which surgery went great. But then another two, another week to be in crutch, be on crutches. And I'm like, mm, yeah, all right, we'll see. <laughs> so long story short of it, I started walking the day after surgery. Once I got okay, two days after surgery, because I was a day after surgery, I was still at the hospital. So the next day when they took me home, my wife, you know, bringing in catering, making sure I'm OK getting me food, getting me med, all my meds to keep me from having pain. And I started, when I would come out of the funk of uh, the painkillers, I would take a walk down the hallway. It's very slow. I'm just sliding my leg, not even trying to lift it, being smart. I was like, I just slide my leg, just try to perform my normal gait when I walk, mm. my normal strides, trying to get to that point. That's my goal right now because you're starting from zero. It's a lower leg injury, similar to ACL. Same. This, this just get to a, a walk where I can you move my foot like I move it any other day, or my like my left foot where a gum hit the heel all the way to forefoot and into the toes and walk off. That's all I did, and I would do it until I got sore for that whole week. And then the next week before it's Friday or Saturday, I had to go see Doc McKenzie. Same thing for a whole week. So when we got to my wife took me over to the stadium, walked in, got holding my crutches all the way to his uh, examination room. And he just looks at me like, really? <laughs> he said, you know what? I am not surprised. <laughs> he said, you are that player. You're that person. He said, had you ever, I said, did you ever try to use your crutches? I said, no. He said, I don't even know what you're doing at home if you're not walking with your crutches right now in here when I asked you to do that. <laughs> and my wife was like, yep, you're right. You don't want to know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so I, I could see him, you know, for the competitor, competitive athlete that Aaron is similar to myself and other players around the league. I mean, Tom Brady, you know, remember he tore his ACL in 2007, mm -hmm. 2008 when he got um, hit right below the leg. And even then just and the same as now they're creating, potentially might be creating more rules. They might be taking turf away. The field turf now. Yeah, where do you fall on that? I saw that. I was just walking out the house today when I got could get out the house. Um, <laughs> and I saw them talking the whole breakdown of how players don't like the field turf, how it catches the cleat and the the molded cleat to be exact. I don't know if it really grabs with screw-ins or detachables. And a lot of athletes don't use the detachables. I was just in the weight room. Or not the weight room. I was just in the equipment room this past couple days talking to jay and crew the equipment manager yeah. for nebraska big shouts to them and yeah shout out to those guys fun guys got good information they got all the good stuff too they got all the jerseys and the helmet yeah. but um 
But yeah, they they even said themselves that we don't have not one pair of detach in here. And he they asked me, you know, Mon, how how many years did you use detach? I like every single year. I said I knew I used the molded so like for practice on the grass on a light day, you know, like almost a walkthrough practice. That's what I use molded. And like now it's like everywhere for the for the athletes, college pro. High school, I mean, because field turf is everywhere. Yeah. Um, the high schools I coached at in Wisconsin, one of them had his last year that I started coaching there, they were just getting their field turf. So we had one season of grass. And then the next year I went to another high school because I, I was in Milwaukee. That was at Oak Creek High School where I coached my son at. And then I went to a high school in Green Bay area, and they just had got their field turf mm. and what's interesting is field turf started we tested it here my sophomore year so huh. between um the 95 season spring so spring of 96 okay on that field where they put the the monster amazing area now mm-hmm. that i've seen and got a tour of that was the area between the, the stadium and the cook pavilion yeah that's where we trial tested it back in 1996 whoa and at first, when they first showed it, the first generation of field turf, it was the the material, the green material that makes up the grass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did their best to chop it up to make it look like grass. They had petals. The petals were this long oh my- and probably that wide, like almost <laughs> almost an inch wide, oh my like a gosh. half an inch wide. And I'm like, is this, po-? you know, me being me, is this supposed to be grass, <laughs> fellas? And they had a little bit of the rubber in there. They didn't have a ton of it like it is now. Yeah. They had a little bit of it. I'm like, what's the rubber for? I say it's supposed to catch our, you know, our body weight and feel a little softer than this nonsense that we're playing on in Memorial <laughs> Stadium. I played at Central High. My brothers played on it at Central High School. The turf with concrete under it. He's like, oh. I was like, okay, I see where you're going with the rubber, but the, the grass ain't kicking it. And I was like, that's, that don't, that's a bad idea because I, I think I said to one of the guys, the tester was out there watching this practice. I said, I said, this doesn't look good. I mean, it's long enough to get wrapped around your cleat. I said that then, you know, and now that's what the players complain about is their cleats getting stuck in the field mm-hmm. turf. And that's why you're seeing, like, I think David Bakatati, he uh, comp- been complaining about it for a long time. Right. But and he's a Colorado guy. So Colorado whatever. guy. Whatever. Offensive lineman. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Something about those. He's a hell of yeah. an athlete, though. I've <laughs> yes. seen him do some things. But to but, his point, that's why it took so long to, for him and his knee to get right. Because I actually, you know, you know, when guys get hurt, there's an anxiety, there's a nervousness. Can I do it again? Or it does, you know, I don't feel right running on this stuff compared to, and that would yeah. be the case for a lot of guys with ACLs, with ankles. Mm-hmm. When it came to AstroTurf, it was like, oh, when it came to field, when the regular grass, that's the, that's the bee's knees right there. Mm-hmm. You know, the grass is not that it's soft. It just feels a lot different. And for every state you're in, it's manicured differently here. Depending on what they can grow, what yep. the climate is. With the climate. Yeah. And, and you know, some high schools here, when we had grass, I remember playing on grass in Omaha Central, Omaha North, Berkowitz Stadium, um, Norris Stadium, that some fields get the grass grown a little longer to slow down the, some of the fast <laughs> right. That was the thing in California when I was in Little League. You know, <laughs> the Little League team's fields would be extra long. Some guys be really manicured that didn't care about the speed but sometimes they would grow it long for that so but uh, back to Aaron just be a you know just hopefully you know I know he's gonna be back 
It's not. It's not. He's not going in his career just like Tom Brady. He's. Mm-hmm. Not, I won't say he's not as competitive as Tom, but he's competitive. Mm. If it was a scale of comp- competition in a person, Tom's would, a ten. I would say Tom. Yeah, definitely a ten. But not saying Aaron. Like Aaron's up there, but it's just mm-hmm. a different grade of competition. I think if it was like back in the medieval times, Tom would eat his kids to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's kind of I, the the vibe I get off of Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and I know him. I met him several times. We hung out. We're the same age. We're actually, you know, we're actually in school around the same time, but we yeah. drafted wise was different. But I could that's his vibe. I'm like he gets scary. I would have loved him as a quarterback though, as a teammate though. So, but no, that Aaron's going to come back. He's going to be that dude again. And he's going to prove a point to himself first and then to any anybody else that doubts him. That's that's how it's going to go. So, 